sometimes things are so overwhelming, so hurtful, so hard, and we don't think we'll ever get through it. That's too much for me to bear. It's too much to go through. But you can, little by little, and it will be all right. It really will be. Welcome back to the Science and Stigma Podcast. If you're a new listener, we want to thank you for tuning in and joining us. And for those of you returning for another week, we greatly appreciate your dedication as you follow along on our journey to make an impact to science this thing we call stigma. Education, understanding, and your own awareness to your thoughts begins that step in the right direction. That said, Mom and I are present on this episode, and she's going to introduce our new guest. Hi, welcome back, everybody. Today, I'm going to introduce a neighbor. I have to say old neighbor now because I moved, (laughs) but she was my neighbor until a couple weeks ago for about a year and a half. Um, Her name's Deb, very nice neighbor downstairs. She was downstairs. I was in the upstairs apartment. Um, She took care of me. She looked when COVID was going on. She texted me, asked me if I was okay. Um, We lived in, it's in the city technically, but she assured me on my first time first day there that i would be safe and i was safe and we've just been friends and we talk here and there and i was explaining the podcast to her one day and she decided to share a little bit with me and i said if you want to share this on a podcast because we haven't covered this topic before but it is a topic that happens and she was just sharing before the podcast like if something positive can come out of someone's hurt um, it's a benefit. So welcome to Deb. Glad to be here. Thank you. I want to ask you, was she a loud neighbor being upstairs? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no. I know. Yeah, she's exactly. Yeah, she was loud. <laughs> I remember coming over sometimes, and I was like, uh, there's a neighbor downstairs because we were kind of loud talking. Did you hear us? Can you hear up there or no? Really, I could not. At times, if, if I didn't have my TV on, I could hear voices cursing she heard me cursing on the phone. <laughs> you may have heard me screaming a time or two too no i've never heard you scream i've never heard anything out of your apartment not your tv not anything at oh, all i'm so thankful i really am but she probably heard me cursing because <laughs> i would see her outside I'm like yeah if i was loud last night <laughs> no i honestly didn't you were so nice and quiet and as i said before it sure beats having a little kid come through your ceiling (laughs) i'm just thankful just a funny story before we get started so austin not austin dylan and tori and chase stayed with me for that one weekend and she said all she heard was me up there talking in that little baby voice to chase I did hear but that, it, but it, it wasn't was me. It was my daughter-in-law, and I said it may have been me a little bit, but Tori does that constantly to Chase, Yeah. and it's that little squeaky voice, but that's the only time she heard us was when we had Chase up there. And I was not bothered yeah. by that. It yeah. was this, it really, I knew she was talking to the baby, but it was so sweet. She didn't call the police on me. No. <laughs> Something happened to her upstairs, but no. But it was a pleasure meeting Deb. Um, she was a great neighbor for me. Obviously, I wasn't in a good spot when I moved in there, and she made me feel welcome, sat in the living room, and helped me through some of the issues that I was dealing with. And so that's how we got to where we're at today. And it was all a pleasure. And it was, it was lovely having, you know, if I wanted to make 
brownies or a pie, I had someone to share it with. <laughs> I didn't have to eat it all myself. I'd come home and there's a pumpkin pie on the air conditioner unit, and I was like, hmm, who gave me this? Do they know I'm diabetic? <laughs> I apologize. No, but it really it was, good. was lower in sugar yeah. than the others. It was all good intention. Yeah, absolutely. It was delicious. I had no problem eating it. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so another thing before we get started, we're in your new garage. Yes. So there's flies flying around, so if you hear me beating on the mic or something, <laughs> or slapping mom. We need a fly strip. And you might hear birds in the background too, which is which is cool. But uh, yeah, Deb, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I've been a widow for uh, 10 years Explain, maybe there might be someone listening that might not know what a widow is. Explain what that is. My, my second husband died. Okay. Um, before that, I was a divorcee. So <laughs> I've been abandoned twice. <laughs> so widow means you live on your own, basically. I, I am on my own, yes. Okay. And um, it's been an experience. Uh, for me, it's not pleasant. <laughs> but... God has always provided. Yeah. Uh, for instance, shortly after I moved in, I went to a second-hand shop and I bought this piece of furniture for in my kitchen. And they got it in the car, and I thought, when I got to my place, okay, now how am I going to get this out of here? You know, it's like it was way too heavy for me. And uh, so I prayed about it. <laughs> That's my standard. And go across the street to the barber shop. I said, yeah, right. <laughs> Don't ever say that to God. <laughs> That's not saying you can't, but it... he said, go across the street to the barber shop. There were no customers. It was just the two guys and the one said, I'll be glad to help you. He came over, he picked it up, took it in the house like it was nothing. <laughs> My son did the same thing with the air conditioner, just picked it up. <laughs> it's like, took two of them to put it in there. But God always provides. When you said, so you asked him, mm -hmm. which is your prayer. It's my prayer. How do you know when he answers? Like, how do you... I feel it inside. You have to feel it in your heart? I can sometimes, hearing voices... No, I'm not hearing voices. I just go across the street. You know, it's... Is it your own yeah. internal voice saying that? No, not my voice. It, I really believe it's the Holy Spirit. I, you know, I'm all three. But, okay. Um, no, I'm not hearing voices, you know, and but... It, like I said, there was nobody in the shop. I wasn't inconveniencing them. And that's always been my thing. Am I going to inconvenience somebody? Or um, what are they going to think? You yeah. know? And it's like, they don't care. They really don't because they're worried about themselves. They're worried about their own problems and what you're thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out we've been great you know, hey, Dee, how are you doing? <laughs> she knows a lot of the neighbors. I didn't know the guy upstairs, but... <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, he passed away. Oh, the one that passed away yeah. across the street upstairs. Yeah. That was a terrible day. <laughs> I was very emotional that day. When they were banging on his door and he wasn't answering, I had this really eerie feeling like when the police were banging and yelling his name and then the lady downstairs was, I brought her out water and I was like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. And but, see, that's, that's some of the hard stuff in life too. That, yeah. And it, well, the man right next door to us, I never saw him. I saw the guy who took care of the yard but I never saw this guy. And then one day there was police and then there was the coroner's office. It's like, and then when they opened the door, it's like, whoa, you knew he died there. Yeah. He died all alone. And it's like, yeah. Does that make you think about yourself? Yeah, it really does. It, and because we're not meant to be alone. We were never meant to be alone. And in spite of the fact that I am on my own, I had a wonderful neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) He was on her own. (laughs) No, we were able to share. Absolutely. But But you're not really alone. You have God. I do have God. And he, he says, I will never fail you nor forsake you. Right. And it's like, wow. He means what he says, yeah. and I can trust in that. We, on the other hand, have been let down by so many people. Our trust is broken by somebody or something, and it, for us to learn how to trust takes a lot. Mm-hmm. But God is good. He really is. So you said you're a <clears throat> widow for how long? about 10 years you said you had bad experiences for you personally yeah I did because um, you know as the money starts dwindling you know your insurance money and whatnot I had no job and it's like okay where do I go I have to have something that's going to support me and I know that what my own limitations were and so I just started, I I did a lot of prayer about it, excuse me, and um, actually it was desperation, I was grasping at straws, and nothing panned out. Um, After my first husband left, I went in for nursing school. And that didn't go anywhere. My own fault, I, I made some mistakes with that. That wasn't, but I thought, well, I'll pursue this course. And I got partway into it and I started being led off in another direction. And that frightened me because this is my life you're playing with. I was scared out of my mind. I was angry. And this rage came. Now, this is rage after your second husband passed? Yeah. And well, for the, I had rage from him. Okay. But then this on top of it, it's like, oh. So for the listeners, Cher, was he ill for a while? So, or was it 
unexpected that he passed? No, it was expected. Okay. He had cancer. He had okay. cancer. And we'd only been married a short while. And then all of, the, all of those questions start coming in mind. It's like, this isn't fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's this about, you know? And I became angry with God, very angry. And, uh, you know, you ask that question, why me? And then comes out, why not you? What makes you different from Sally Joe or yeah. Hank? You know, it's so um, what it means is now starts the process of trusting me. And this is going to sound strange, <clears throat> but I was in a place where I, my kids were 50 miles. I mean, I was in Coatesville and my kids were over here. Even people from my church were a distance away. And it's like, I'm all alone here. Yet, that place was a haven because I had birds. I had deer that would come up, you know. I would go out my door and there's a deer standing by the woods and we're looking at each other. I had a little hummingbird that would, hi, how you doing? You know, she would come around and I just had all these, these wonderful things and yet by the, I was there alone. And no, we're not supposed to concentrate on, on the negative things, we're supposed to look up. I had to learn how to do that. Uh, you talk, when he calls us his little children, it's because we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really are. I mean, I'm close to the end stage of life than, than before, and uh, I'm still his little child. He's still teaching me. So, but a, a lot of it was just relearning things that I had been taught and um, just weren't so. Yeah. So. Did you say patience was a big thing you had to learn? <laughs> oh, yes. Because <laughs> he says, be still and know, or wait, wait on the Lord. And it's like, oh. So what do you do in the meantime? Well, you get busy doing something, you find something to do, you read, you know, and uh, it comes. But there again, you just have to be patient with yourself. And you ha it's a lot of self-talk, uh, not the negative kind. <clears throat> Excuse me. No, you're fine. Um, we have to undo the negative self-talk start thinking positively because uh, I had been away and I moved back and when I came back I came back to nothing I had no job the only thing I had was a small little sum of money not even $400 a month that was coming in. What's $400 a month gonna get you today? 
I couldn't even get a nice apartment or anything for that. And uh, so I had gone, some friends put me up in their barn, and it was a beautiful barn apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and I got in touch with Life Path Ministries. And I'm sitting there, I'm scared to death, I don't know what to expect. And this one fellow looked at me and he said, something I'm going to tell you, and he says, you take it to heart. Now, how did he put it? Because <laughs> I'm nervous. Did he, no, know that's you, okay. did he know you before this? No. So he was just no, he was right just off. one of the people that would help register people. Okay. So Life Path Ministries, just for those listeners and for you, Austin, that is where... Um, Why for me? Because this will, you'll, you'll understand this. This is, Life Path Ministries is the organization that helps a lot of the homeless people downtown. So Alan, who was our last, Alan, our last podcast guest, they pretty much put him up when he was homeless. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people use Life Path for different reasons, to get birth certificates, social security cards. They help them find a place to stay. And so when you go in there, there's so many different things that they help you with. So you went in there as an organization, using them as an organization. Yes, yeah, they were recommended to me. And this fellow said, it's going to be all right. Those are simple words. Mm -hmm. But when everything else has fallen all apart and you don't know which way to go, that meant something. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, it's not going to get better overnight, mm -hmm. but it's going to be all right. And so I, I've held on to that. And it has, it really has. It's, it is all right. And it's, it's going to get better. That's good positive energy. Mm -hmm. We need to keep it in the positive. Absolutely. We agree. So let's talk about in the driveway, you were talking a little bit about mourning, even your first husband, even though he didn't pass away. It was a different type of grieving, but it's still grieving. For people that are newly separated or newly divorced, it is a grieving process. It certainly is. It's a separation that, okay, he's... He's still walking around. The other one is in the ground. But, but with both of them, I had no, um, there was no way I could talk to them. I still can't. My second husband's dead. I, I can't talk to him about things. Uh, why did you do this? Why, did you, why didn't you do that? But there is my first husband I still can't say, why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? You know, and both of them left me with a mess to clean up. And uh, it's hard and it's unfair. <coughs> and it's frightening. Um, I didn't have a career. 
I was old school. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom. Okay, then they, the boys leave. That was a different kind of grief because now, now I'm, I'm still mom, but I'm not mom, you know. Yes. Uh, they, they don't come to me for everything. They don't tell me everything as they once did. They don't, uh, matter of fact, if I ask too many questions, they let me know. <laughs> That's Austin's pointing to me right now because I cried the other night. Like you think that you want to be that mom and you want to help them still and we got to let them grow in their own way. And what we think is innocence trying to just help, they take it as I'm my own person and I will be fine. And that's hard to deal with sometimes. See, Austin, I'm not the only one. He really is. It, it, it's a struggle to step back. And, and we need to be aware of it. I need to be self-aware that I need to step back. And first of all, not take it so personal. And that, that just depends on what day of the week it is. If you're going to cry or tell them to go hit pound sand it really depends the other night he found out real quick that it wasn't a go pound sand night for me it was just so that's true so you you lost your kids not lost them but they grew up and mm -hmm. moved on and I was no longer the wife um, by this time too my grandkids have grown up I'm no longer a grandma it's like I'm on a shelf now that's very uncomfortable. So, well, one fortunate thing for you is your mother is still with you. She is still alive. Yes. Like, that's amazing. She lived where my mom lived. So, she still has her mom. Yeah. And so now I do take care of her. I wish I was closer to her mm -hmm. because she needs a lot of uh, hands on. She's 96. She's losing. Her, uh, she's losing her sight through macular degeneration. Her hearing isn't as well. She can't stand up straight. So it's, it's like, and she's very unstable without her walker. So she needs help. Just getting in and out of the tub is too much. Mm -hmm. So she needs somebody now to help her wash her back and stuff like that. Make sure she washes. And, uh, yeah, we had to do that for our kids. <laughs> now I have to do that with mom. Like, they say that when you get older, you're going to take care of your parents. <clears throat> they tell me no, they're not. But oh, and she lets me know. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's like the little kid all over again. <laughs> it's like the circle of life. Oh, it is. It really is. It's an experience. But uh, <laughs> right now, though, you know, how, how things have turned around, I'm a preschool um, teacher's assistant. Where is that written in my book? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm active. Yes, well, I'm also helping to clean my church. And it's like I came out of the church today feeling like I'm 80 years old. <laughs> but it's an experience. It really is an experience. So and now I'm having to test myself and do things differently, make 
new friends like you can. Yep. That was that was a joy. It really was a joy. Well, it was needed for both of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I think you came up like the very first day and introduced yourself. And and it made me feel comfort because I I obviously came there unexpectedly. I wasn't planning on moving out of where I was and I was lost. You know, I was lost like yeah. I do know. I didn't know what to do. I I didn't have anything. I had my clothes, and I think I drugged the mattress up the steps myself. I wasn't. God did not tell me to go talk to the barber across the street. <laughs> he basically said to me, "You did this. Suck it up and drag that mattress up these steps." So, yeah, he didn't talk to me at that point. He was teaching me a lesson. Like you did this, you get yourself up there. So, yep. But we all struggle, and it, I always I found it interesting when you shared that with me because there's no support groups that you can find for people that are divorced. I mean, there I'm sure there's some out there, but you had both experiences. So you had a divorced um, first husband. Yes. And and it wasn't easy with him. No. And you still try to help him because you still. <laughs> It does sound, it does sound crazy, but we we do, we can talk now. Too bad we couldn't talk twenty years ago. Um, and uh, I did go to a support group then, but I didn't stick with it. Um, I was still out there trying to find my way. Okay. And this is where I made some of the stupidest mistakes. But I depended on my kids too much. I mean, can you imagine? They're on vacation. Oh, I'll go down too. It's like, are you serious? I just recently made a big apology to my kids because I said I was really wrong. I didn't go into all the whys and all the wherefores, but I was depending on them in a way that I shouldn't have, trying to make my way again. But I don't need my kids to do that. They will help me. They will. He came and installed my air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> He was working on my car, if you yep, remember. Absolutely. For <laughs> but, days, a couple days, he was out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. But you don't go horning in on their vacation. You know, this is just, oh. And but did so, they accept you? That when, when you said, I want to go along, were they okay with it? No, they really weren't. I mean, I, was, I just showed up. You don't do that. You showed up at the vacation or? Okay. Yes, you don't do that. So, you know, uh, just through the years, I I started looking back on all these things that I said and did, and it's like, you have to go make amends. I mean, that's one of the things I learned about the one fellowship group that I belong to. You make amends. Mm It doesn't matter how long much time has passed as far as possible and my son was there oh you don't have to 
But my daughter, I learned later, my daughter-in-law appreciated it. Yep. So, you know, those are the kinds of things. <clears throat> um, if you think first, you don't have to go do that. <laughs> but fortunately, family is, family is, they're there. They, they, I wish that every family could say it went well, but it's not so. But it will be all right. It really will be all right. It's hard work. It is it's hard, hard work. work in marriages and families and they I get it. I don't think I ever showed up at one of their vacations. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Austin was going to Florida and we kind of like invited ourselves to go along last year and, and it ended up all of us went. <laughs> <laughs> so we did kind of invite ourselves, but <laughs> well, some families do go on one vacation and they have a wonderful time. That's not what this is supposed to be. <laughs> If they don't, if they don't show up, they call. <laughs> oh, now we're gonna go there. It's just because we care that we call. He was on vacation not too long ago, and I called him. I learned not to call. It's really letting go. Like I'm. It's funny that we're sitting here talking about it. It's really like letting go and trying to find your own way and your own happiness and your own positive thoughts. Mm -hmm. And and if you don't. I've learned like you can go downhill real fast if and you don't. That's what happened to me. I, it, right after my second husband passed away, I sat in that recliner. And that's where I gained all my weight. Mm -hmm. That's where I just, if it had not been for America's Funniest Home Videos, I would have been <laughs> nuts. I, I, think I, I think I would have done something desperate. I really do. Um, because I was driving somewhere and I thought, you know, I was at the top of a hill and down here is a major road and there's a bridge abutment there. And I thought, hmm, if I put the pedal to the metal and hit that bridge abutment, that'll be all she wrote. And I won't have to feel. It's okay to get emotional when we cry. <laughs> I won't have to feel this pain. How did you talk yourself out of that feeling? Because I'm heading down and I thought, my hands wouldn't, my hands wouldn't turn into it. And I got to a certain speed and I thought, oh, this is, this is stupid. Because I had two brothers-in-law that committed suicide. It didn't answer anything. It didn't help anything. Matter of fact, it left more questions, more pain than when it was before. And I'm just hoisting my pain on somebody else. They've now got to clean up my mess that I couldn't clean. And it's never an answer to anything. It never helps. Uh, so you ask God to help you. All right, what, what is the next thing I should do? And he puts you in touch with somebody. He, he gives you this direction. Work on this. 
little by little. And, and <laughs> that's what's so hard sometimes to accept. It's, but I want all of that going. Little by little. The mountain does not come down all at once. It's a shovel at a time. <laughs> yep, so, that's good. And it really will be all right. I have to keep saying that. I really do. I have to keep saying that. Because sometimes things are so overwhelming, so hurtful, so hard, and we don't think we'll ever get through it. That's too much for me to bear. It's too much to go through. But you can, little by little, and it will be all right. It really will be. That's good. Any more questions? No, not that I can think of. And she's your found peace. I have. I have a lot more peace. I, yes, I have days where <laughs> I just want to cry, you know, and it, we, I get through it. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, just we just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other, look up instead of looking down. So if you've learned one lesson through all this and the listeners that feel the way you feel or the way that you felt, what would you say to them? Get out of your chair and go find a support. See, I, I did it the first time, but I didn't the second time. Go find some support group somewhere. Uh, go to church. Go to... Um, just keep talking until you find the help that you need. It, it is out there. It is. I just gave up too quickly, I guess. Well, actually, no, I didn't. You're still here. You're still I'm here. still here. Yeah, it, came, it came when I was supposed to. And uh, there are people out there that really do want to help you. And that's key. There are people. There are support groups. We just have to find them and find the right one. Mm -hmm. Because I've been to several different support groups for the loss of a child, and some are suitable and some just aren't. Some you just know when you walk in, like, I can, I can relate to these people. And others, it's a different story. Yeah. They just don't understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But you can always find one group or one person in that group that gets it for your situation. Yes. Yes, and grieving a spouse is different than grieving a child. Mm -hmm. And so if you're grieving a spouse, somewhere out here there is a, a support group for grieving your spouse. Uh, if you're going through divorce, there, there are divorce groups now. But uh, just keep looking, just keep asking. I think... Um, I don't know if it's York Hospital or UPMC. They can help you. Uh, maybe Life Path Ministries can. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't ask them at the time. Mm -hmm. I suppose I should have. But I'm not going to start shooting on myself. Uh, that, those days are over. Mm -hmm. Work on. So that's what somebody told me. Work on beating yourself up less. <laughs> Because everybody else is doing it for you. <laughs> That's what he said. He read that somewhere. 
Don't beat they yourself will. up because somebody else is already doing that. And you don't always have to listen to that either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself all the time either. Some people tend to have, feel like they have to explain themselves. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to. Yeah. You know, I, my sister and I just got back from the, the Shinkatake. It's my oh, okay. all-time favorite place. It's not exciting. And I kept, like, I guess, like, apologizing, you know, this is a boring place, but I'm boring. And it's like, stop it. It's a beautiful place. There's all kinds of life around there. So, yeah, just quit it. <laughs> Get out of here, you know. Yeah, keep it positive. Yes, yes. So, and maybe someday you may find another person you had, you were lucky enough to find too. And I know we talked about this before. She wants somebody and I don't, but she, she may find somebody. Do you search for it or do you just wait until it falls in your lap? I'm afraid to go out searching for it. Um, I am self-conscious about the weight that I've gained. No, I'm not gigantically obese. I know that. Yeah. But I'm com- uncomfortable with this. So I think this is something else God has to work out with me. <laughs> but uh, I know there's I know there's good stuff in here. Mm-hmm. And uh, if he shows up, we'll see. But no, I, I don't go out searching. We did not spend the evenings on a dating site <laughs> in our no. apartments together no. trying to figure it out. No. <laughs> Excuse me. So good okay well thank you for coming Uh, we appreciate it and for those listeners out there there are support groups you're not alone Um, and pretty much God is the director and listen to what he says indeed indeed yep Um, God bless you God bless you I hope you feel I hope it helps Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Deb. Thank yeah, you. thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, you guys might have been hearing some basketball in the background <laughs> and some birds, air conditioner, but I, you got to appreciate those kind of things, right? Yes, you do. Just to be here and be able to listen to that stuff. I Just, love the birds. Yeah. This is quiet compared to wh- oh, yeah, yeah, where is. I live. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that at nighttime sometimes, looking out the blind and seeing the action because – the bedroom lit up at least once a week yes. because the police always pulled the people over right in front. Yes, they, they had them there last Yes, night. yeah. I'm like, okay, here we go. You're always looking around. they're not knocking yeah. on my door, I'm okay. Yeah, I was on the second floor, so I was okay. But yeah. Excuse I might have to go out and uh, play some little basketball after this. Okay, there you there go. You go. I, would, I want to thank okay. you, Deb, for coming yeah, on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate our me. friendship, um, even though we live a distance apart we can still keep in touch so we can still swap those videos back and forth (laughs) neither of us had cable (laughs) i love that thank you yep you're welcome all right thanks guys all right guys thank you everybody see ya